Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak Lawn, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! Welcome into Southside Pod, 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We're going to take a trip to Blue Island Beer Company today, and we have some uh, ladies down here to talk about a really cool event, and there's connections to Tinley Park and Oak Lawn and Beverly and the Irish community on the south side and so much more we're going to get into, and uh, Bill and Mike down here, and I flipped on the recorder because uh, they're having a good time, so I figure I want to get this in the show. I thought we were just ca- talking off the cuff here. You know? No, no. Know. Everything's, everything's got to be recorded. Everything's got to be recorded. Truman yeah. Show. Everything's got to be recorded. <laughs> there's a camera in the bathroom, too? There is. There is. <laughs> it's going to be part of our new thing. I went to that Chicago podcast. Day. That was a and session. One of the Put things that I learned with JBO. <laughs> one of the things I learned is that podcast listeners want to see more behind the scenes action. Really? Yes. What they're looking for is not only the podcast, but some sort of video thing that's separate from the podcast. Like, don't video your podcast, but have a secondary thing where people can check out what you do behind the scenes, like how we prep for a show. Yeah, do yeah. a lot of like social yeah. media of stuff that you do that they wouldn't normally see. To like build a connection, like our so stupid text messages. No one wants to, each to see our ugly faces. No, no, seriously. But according to the people that I'm were not at even the wearing state, pants. Well, they, they want to see that. <laughs> they want to well, see Bill we, not wearing we, pants. We better give them what they want. We got the people that wants to see Bill not wearing pants. <laughs> this is this is what people want to see. So bathroom cameras are a complete possibility. Okay, okay, it's right. good to know. Anyway, a pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Taking a trip back to Blue Island and Blue Island Beer Company here on Southside Pod. Alan Cromwell with me. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to do something we've never done at any brewery before. We're going to get to that in just a moment. And we're also going to try one of your staples, uh, the German uh, Kolsch that you have, Five Bridges. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well today, Chris. What's new here? I, I've noticed that you're you're using the big stage in the back from time to time. You've had a few events. We are out here for Mayfest about a month or so ago. Uh, the brewery seems alive. I can hear things going on back there right now. Like, what, what's new and exciting at Blue Island Beer Company? You know, actually, just doing the things that we do best are uh, making great beers, having parties, uh, doing shows. we got some really cool shows coming up this Sunday. Uh, June 12th. We have the boys from Coyote Riot coming for a Sunday fun day afternoon and some other great stuff. If you check out our website at blueislandbeerco.com or our Facebook page, you can keep up to date with that stuff. We're going to talk about the beer and then we're going to do this fun thing that you're, you you came up with this the moment you saw. I came walking in here with my family. I got all three kids here with my wife and uh, you were like, ooh, I got an idea. But before we do that, the, the five bridges. Okay, it is a crisp beer. I would say light beer drinkers would love it. Kolsch's are normally something that a light beer drinker walking into a brewery uh, would gravitate to. You've been doing this one for a while. Is this one of the originals? 
It is uh, close to being one of our uh, originals, and it is a flagship beer. It's our best-selling beer and definitely uh, the favorite of most of our fans. This is the one that like you can get in like a Binnie's or liquor stores around town. And was this over at, uh, at, uh, at Guaranteed Rate too at some point too? It, it was at some point, and we do go through a lot of it at County Fair Foods up there in Beverly on Western Avenue and uh, other great spots as far south as Homewood, all the way down in Kankakee and Bradley, and uh, as far as the north side of the city. Is this one of your favorites? It's by far one of my favorites. You know, the Kolsch style ale, uh, one of the, the traditional German beers that's uh, made with an ale yeast, which gives it a little bit sweeter uh, of a finish than uh, a lager or a pilsner, which is going to be a little bit more drier. I get myself always into a thing when I go to these breweries on this podcast of like, it's like I have this barrel age thing, have this thick thing, have this experimental thing. But the the old favorites are still good, man. And and, and the German culture, the, the five bridges, that's that's a good, solid, light, refreshing summertime beer. Yeah. You know, people just, uh, you know, beer has been around for a long time and there's a reason for that. And especially uh, just having a pint with the family and friends, uh, people want something like this. All right. Speaking of family and friends, you guys do something really cool here. Uh, mine are sitting here drinking as well. They're not drinking beer. They're drinking actual house-made sodas. You guys produce soda here as well so if somebody comes by with their kids or you have somebody who's not drinking or a designated driver or whatever there are options here you have craft sodas that you have on tap i see a cherry lime and a blueberry lemon currently and you rotate this right yeah in fact they're made in small five gallon batches brian the brewmaster has a great knack at coming up with some amazing recipes for these are made with all natural ingredients and doing them in the smaller batches is kind of nice because they go through uh, a little bit quicker but in the future something we'll be able to debut is going to be some of these sodas uh, mixed with hard liquor and you're going to have some really cool unique on draft cocktails coming up but for now we still have some that we'll keep on draft without and uh, I want to hear what the kids think about them. Yeah, I want to hear what they have to say, too. This is my son, Dominic, right here. He's about to head into high school. He just graduated the eighth grade. It was, you know, the biggest event ever. It took, like, six days for him to graduate them and, like, 17 parties. Okay, so what do you what do you think of the – you're having the cherry lime. What do you think of this? Uh, I think it's really good. It's uh, very citrusy, and uh, it really doesn't taste like any other pop I've had, but it's really good. It's definitely pop, though, right? It's not like just like a cherry lime drink. It, it no, tastes it's, like pop? It definitely tastes like pop. It's just like I've never had something like this. It's really good, though. Is it something that like you're using the same equipment you use in the brewery or you have something different for it? Uh, so I guess it's a little different, but it is uh, made on some of the what would be considered like pilot brewing equipment. So we brew them in, again, smaller five-gallon batches and um, starts with making a pretty simple syrup with all these natural ingredients and um, then uh, you know uh, mixing them with water and then carbonating them the way you would a beer or uh, any other soda but um, to serve it kind of traditionally the same way you can get you know that uh, uh, you know the same sensation of the carbonation that Dominic's talking about. Well I think you also could have a new spokesperson here because my daughter a 16 year old Audrey her hair is the exact same color as you can see of the drink she just got it dyed like this bright red for the summer and the pop is bright red as well and uh, I think you should be in some social media posts how does it taste um it's really good it has a when you first taste it it kind of has a little bitter taste but normally bitter taste stays it doesn't stay it kind of goes away as you drink it and then the cherry comes in and it's uh definitely not like any other soda I've had before. Yeah, that's a chip off the old block right there. You see that? She went through the flavor profile, how it goes. She's, it's like her father going to all these breweries. What about you, little man? This is my son, Nick. He's six. He, he likes to drink pop. 
it's really um limey a little bit. <laughs> and it's poppy. It's limey and poppy. I think that's what you're going for. Uh, I would consider those compliments. Thank you. Right in, you nailed it. It's always fun here at Blue Island Beer Company in Blue Island. Uh, get out here. I mean, it's a really cool brewery. It's got a really neat tap room. I know that they'll show you around here. They've got, uh, it's just, you walk in, it's just a neat spot to sit down and have a beer. You've got a good menu. You've got something for the kids. Uh, and, and you're right here in the middle of, like, you know, old school Blue Island is what I call this little stretch here where, where we've been uh, several times before, and I love getting out here. Give the address real quick for people. Again, we're at 13357 Old Western Avenue in the historic Old Western uh, District, and we are um, closed on Mondays. Uh, we got a bunch of fun stuff on the weekends. Again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, blueislandbeerco.com to keep up with our events and uh, also join our mailing list. We're going to have some fun tailgate shows again, which we started to do during the COVID break. And uh, you can look for those. Uh, there's some really good ones. Awesome. Alan Cromwell here. Uh, these guys are drinking pop, but you and I are having a German Kolsch named uh, Five Bridges. So we'll finish this with a Prost. Prost, my friend. Prost. I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you, and I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values, and he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. I got aggravated the other day with the tipping. We've talked about this on this show. Yeah. I went and got my haircut. Yeah. I got my haircut. You got to tip the haircut. Yeah. I do, but $25 is the cut, right? Wow. Okay. Expensive haircut. If I give tw- if I give 25 if I give 20%, I'm giving I'm giving 5 bucks, right? Okay. That that's fair, right? 20% so. on a $25 haircut? Am I bad for that? I think that's perfect. That's, that's the enough, options yeah. popped up on the screen. I should have taken a picture of them. You can give $5, $7, $10. Or fifteen dollars is a tip. There wasn't other fifteen dollars on a twenty-five dollars service. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? I feel like sometimes when they write these things up, they're just like, let's see if we can find some guy who doesn't care and just hits the button, right? I'm sure it is. You know, I mean, like that's what the mindset has to be, right? And then maybe we can guilt people because they don't want to take the lowest thing, so they'll go up a little bit. Maybe they think that people always pick the middle. Yeah. People always pick the middle. Right. But I, I'm not doing it anymore. It's the same thing with drinks now. I've decided if I'm at a bar, I don't care how much you're charging me for the drink, you're getting a dollar a drink. Okay? That's how it should be. Yeah. But well, lately now, I'm getting things where it's like suggested tip because you're charging me 13 bucks at some like place with fancy drinks or 14 bucks. Like I'm paying almost a dollar and a half to $2 per, per drink when I finally get everything. And Ridiculous. I'm like, that's insane. I'm not doing that. $2. Ridiculous. Crazy. You know, what, do you, what do you tip at Sox games? I don't tip for anything except for the beers. 
because it's, I'm just walking up to a counter and getting it. Like, you know what they have at the Sox games, which is really annoying? Do you tip the guys that come around? They don't come around very much anymore. They've gotten rid of most of them. So there's not, not if the guys came around and it was cash, I'd always be like, okay, how much is it? Four and a quarter. Here's five. Keep it. Right. Right? There's That's what nothing you would do. four and a quarter in a baseball game anymore. Um, listen, I'm just giving an example, <laughs> okay? But they actually have this thing called the marketplace there. This is crazy. You walk in. And everything, all the beers and whatever you're going to get is in refrigerators or on shelves. You go pick the, the thing out. So you do it yourself? You get your own item. Yep. Then you walk over to a self-checkout counter yep. where you then run all the scan. And there's a guy standing there who checks your ID to make sure you're 21. And then it says, do you want to tip him? Tip who? The guy who checked my ID. Why? Because he's there? Yeah. It actually they, pops up they, as a prompt. They started this at Wrigley this Give year, too. Give up to 30% was, yeah. to the guy who checked your ID after you went and got the stuff off the shelves yourself and then checked it out and ran your own credit card. Here's a tip. Do a better job. You just <laughs> let my 14-year-old nephew go through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. OMG. OMG. It's the SSP. It's the SSP. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. Joining me down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. Very nice to have these two ladies here, Maureen Weber and Sheila Sullivan. How are you? We're doing great. great. You guys are coming down here because there's something called Bloomsday that I've never heard about. It's got a funny little uh, caricature of a guy with a mustache uh, looking through some glasses and a top hat on the symbol that I got sent to me. Uh, it's green, so I'm assuming it has something to do with the Irish because everything on the south side is green and has something to do with the Irish. And I see something about the Gaelic Park players being there. But I have no idea what it is. So who would like to tell me a little bit about what this is? I can start. So um, Bloomsday is one day that is dedicated to when the novel Ulysses by James Joyce was sought. The date that that novel takes place is June 16, 1904. He actually decided on that date because that was the day that he met his common-law wife, Nora Barnacle. So um, the novel follows certain characters, and one of those characters is Leopold Bloom. And the novel, which is probably close to a 1,000 pages, um, really all happens on one day in Dublin. So that's kind of like the Irish connection. And this year, 2022, is the 100th anniversary of the publication of this book, which was first published on February 2nd, 1922. Interesting. And, you know, I see that it's coming up on Thursday, June the 16th. From what I understand, I mean, it's 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 sad news, but it, it gives one less thing for you to compete against. The uh, the Most Holy Redeemer Carnival no longer <laughs> going to happen that weekend. It's not happening. I that, actually had no idea that we were we would be competing with right that. right up against a big <laughs> oh, carnival down the goodness. street, but now it's not happening because they can't find enough carnies to work the rides. Wow. And it, that's that's where we're at now as a society. We can't <laughs> These find... These world problems, we cannot, not enough carnies. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> cannot find enough carnies, but yeah. we have Bloomsday going to be at this and so this is interesting it sounds like we're we're celebrating a little irish culture here Absolutely. sounds like we're, we're celebrating a book it's named after a character uh it looks like there's going to be some music w tell me a little bit about what the event what, what are people going to get when they show up there well we're going to have the gaelic park players read uh do some readings from the uh novel and then after that we're going to have uh some irish dancing um uh, we're starting with a prayer by Father Corcoran. Of course. <laughs> look, look, the Irish like to pray. They pray before their games in Notre Dame. They pray before all their events. I mean, what the heck? I, I just went through eighth grade graduation week. I, I know you did too uh, yes. with yours over at St. Barnabas. And yes. 
and we were talking about before we started talking and, and I, I, it's like, it was a prayer and then drinking. That's what yes. the whole, every night, that's what it was. <laughs> and it sounds like I'm going to do Irish more culture right there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a prayer before drinking. And then you, you pray later when you had too much to drink. That's yes. And we just want to, we just want to, yes, exactly. They'll be singing, but we just also want to know that James Joyce himself wasn't a huge fan of the Catholic church. And we kind of know that, but we, we think that he would have probably evolved into being okay with us. You've, you've, you've made him Catholic now. We've kind of, yes, we've rechristened <laughs> we're him. Baptized. <laughs> we yeah. brought him back to the fold. You've adopted him. That's yep. interesting. Yes. Uh, so yes. Besides the readings, we're going to have some Irish dancers as well. Okay. And then we're having uh, some singers sing uh, some songs from the book itself because there's tons of music within the book. Uh, and then after that, we're hoping to have a session. So uh, if anybody's out there and interested in bringing their instrument and coming in around 9 o'clock and playing. You're going to have a jam session? We might. Do you have to be able to jam the Irish music, or what kind of jamming are we doing here? So you're not, I just, doing, I want to go you're back. not doing heavy metal. No I'm heavy sure. metal. Yeah. So we want to we want to do a couple of things. First of all, the Larkin and Warren brothers have generously agreed to donate their time to come and play for us. So they'll be playing for part of that time, and we hope to end with something called an Irish sing song or an Irish session. So really, what that is is kind of an impromptu. Um, you can be singing, playing instruments, telling jokes, reciting poems, any kind of skill that you have. And there's no pressure. Certainly you don't have to show up and do that if you don't want to. But um, it's just a way that we're going to hope to end it. So we are going to have some professional musicians in the Larkin and Warren Brothers. And I just definitely at this moment, because there's there's so many people who have helped us, but one person in particular who, who was able to recruit the Larkin and Warren Brothers is an Evergreen Park resident, and that is Tim Scanlon. Um, he is somebody that I used to work with and Maureen and I both worked at Andrews. She's now retired, but we worked at Andrew high school in Tinley park. So what we all have in common is that we're first generation Irish. So somebody else who's helping us is Andrea Crowley of, uh, Beverly. And she is also, so we're all kind of like, just, you know, our parents are from Ireland. One or more of our parents are from Ireland. So that's one of the reasons that we're invested in this is because, we're here to celebrate somebody who people, everyone says, you know, what's Bloomsday and who's James Joyce and what's Ulysses? And you don't have to read the book. You don't have to um, know too much about it to enjoy what is Irish culture. And that is gathering and perhaps having some libations and enjoying music and enjoying each other's company. What is it like to be first generation Irish? I'm curious because like I, I never really got to get into this with my my grandmother. She was the first one that was born in in the U.S., uh, my, my great grandmother, she had the brogue and my, and my great grandfather as well. And, but I mean, I think they were almost when, when I met them, they were, they were nearing a hundred. I mean, oh, that, wow. I mean, they, they lived a long time, well, the two of them, them and yeah. I got them at the, at the back end of their life. And, you know, I, they, it was always been important. I remember being very important to my grandmother. It's important to my father, their Irish heritage, but I'm a few generations removed. Is it, it do you look at the events different? I always feel like those that are more closely tied to Ireland don't see Irish events the same way as other people who are like, well, it's a good excuse to go drinking. Like there's more to it to you, right? Sure, absolutely. Do you want to take this first? Uh, I might start crying, Sheila. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, well, we've actually talked about this before. Don't do that. This is not a crying podcast, Maureen. I don't know, do that. I know. I can put on some sweet crying music oh in the background God. if you like. She rescued me at this presentation. <laughs> You're telling me if I play Danny Boy right now, there's going to be oh tears? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, first of all, yeah. So, I, what is it like? Um, I think the first generation, if you're Irish or not, it's always there's always going to be a lot of hardship. Um, and that hardship is, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because it makes you strong in ways that a lot of people are not strong. Um, but it's a blessing because there's so much. So even though like, um, you know, we we didn't grow up 
near each other or anything like that. There's just a common set of values. And I agree with you. Like there is Irish and there's Irish American. Right. Um, and so like I'm living in Beverly, which is definitely an Irish American culture. And, you know, it's something I think when I was growing up, I grew up in Oakland, but just kind of, I was like, didn't feel connected to that. But now that I've been living in Beverly for over 20 years, I definitely see how what is about Ireland has kind of translated and trickled down and had that effect. So I feel like we have a really strong community um, and that I do think that's, it's kind of like being in Ireland. Like when you walk through the streets and you know everybody that you see and you know, you kind of, there's just a, also um very strong sense of being confident in who you surround yourself with and I and like common values, et cetera. So I think first generation, it can be hard, but it can also be, cause I can see how the, the communities and the different um, cultures connect, how the Irish American culture connects to the original culture. I can definitely see that. Yeah. It's interesting to me. I always, I, I always think to myself, there's a lot of people that claim Irish. I mean, like on St. Patrick's Day, I claim Irish. I'm not 100% <laughs> Irish, okay? I mean, yeah, like, but I, 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 on, yeah. on St. Patrick's Day, I claim my my being Irish, just yeah. like uh, during Oktoberfest <laughs> season, I claim yeah. my German. Yeah. And when I'm eating uh, spaghetti, I claim my Italian. That's, uh, <laughs> you have a lot to claim. That's yeah, I got awesome. A lot, I got yeah. a lot I can claim. I'm a mixing pot sitting down here at the end of the bar. But I always do feel like whenever I meet anybody who's first generation from a, a country or close to it or has somebody that grew up in that country that raised them, you get something a little bit different in how they view things. And so I found that really interesting when you mentioned, so everybody is part of this group, first generation Irish. It's a small group of, so it's like I said, mainly it's been Maureen, Andrea and myself and Tim Scanlon again, who he is somebody that I used to work with and still probably because of our Irish culture, we still are connected. He's also first generation Irish. And so I think that, yeah, that was something that we, and we also all kind of realized the importance of James Joyce that I don't think, I know I didn't ever know about James Joyce until I was well into my junior year of college and I was an, you know, English education major. So, um, you know, I think that that's kind of, that's definitely something that, you know, we want to bring this to people. I, I just talked to one of my neighbors today and she said that she always goes to Bloomsday, but it's on the North side. You don't hear a lot about it on the South right. side. And so we definitely, we have the people, I think, here to support and celebrate it. And we definitely want to make it something that's known to the south side of Chicago. Okay, it's going to be a Barney Callahan's Pub, 10618 Southwestern Avenue. It is Thursday, June the 16th, kicks off at 7. It says it goes till 10. I would imagine this party will continue well after that. It is, it is only $35. It's cash only. Drinks are included in that. Anytime I see... $35 and my drinks are included. Phew, it's count- really a bargain. Seriously. Like I'm gonna drink I could drink $35 in an hour. You're giving me you're giving me three. Awesome. All right, exactly. Uh, all proceeds are going to concern USA raising money for the Ukraine. So it's actually going to a good cause. You're not collecting this money and keeping it someplace. You're actually giving it away, which is also Really, really wonderful. Uh, before I let you ladies go, uh, give me one more thing, one more reason, something that you love most about this Bloomsday event that you're doing uh, that you want people to come out and experience. And I would assume they don't need to be first generation Irish or no. have any Irish in them. They, anybody's welcome to come to this, right? It's going to be fun. I mean, I think the music is going to be great and they'll be exposed to a little bit of the Irish culture from from the book Ulysses. And uh, it'll be nice to see neighbors and friends there as well. So bring a friend. Bring a friend or you'll make a friend. friend. The Irish are friendly. Absolutely. They're a friendly group. That's what they are. 
Yeah, well, it was nice to meet the two of you, and thank you so much for coming down here. Remember to check this out. Do you have a website? Any way people can get like information? Is there a Facebook page, something like that? We do have a Facebook on Blooms for Bloomsday. If you go on Facebook and do Bloomsday, and you'll see a post there. Is it Bloomsday in Beverly? Bloomsday in Beverly, right. Okay, so look up Bloomsday in Beverly if you're going to try to find out more about this event. And again, on Thursday, June the 16th, thank you so much for coming down and joining me. Thank you for having us. Good luck with your event. Thank you. Thank you. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. It is now time for your Southside Pod Bulletin Board, brought to you proudly by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to offer you an alternative. They also have great CBD products. Check them out online at coolcloudsvapor.com or visit them today, 3837 West 95th Street. Lots going on this weekend. We got the Archer Car Show on Friday at 6625 West Archer Avenue. Evergreen Park kicks off their free summer concert series, Wild Daisy, Sunday at 6 p.m. in Klein Park. Saturday night at 10 p.m., Lala takes the stage at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. That's a bunch of alternative music. Rocks Off is going to be at Riley's Daughter in Oak Lawn on Sunday at 4 p.m. Here's a really interesting one. There is a circus in town in Orland Park. Cirque Italia Water Circus, their Silver Unit 22 tour in Orland this entire weekend. It's already begun. Look for the Big Top Tent at 288 Orland Square Drive. Clowns, acrobats, pretty much a circus. What you would expect. There's also a pirate adventure. I would say if you want to learn more about it, go look it up on Facebook. If you or someone you love and care about is recovering at home from an illness or hospitalization, suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's, living with a chronic health condition, terminally ill or a fall risk, Hibernian Home Care, Home Care with a Heart, wants to help out. Their care focuses on all activities of daily living. They're locally owned and operated by a registered nurse with over 25 years experience in healthcare. Learn more at hibernianhomecareservice.com or call Mary Murphy at 708-634-2450. Really cool story coming out of Evergreen Park High School. The students sending 701 teddy bears to Robb Elementary School in Texas. One six-foot-tall teddy bear will also remain at EPCHS in memory of the 21 lives lost in that tragedy. And two of our more recent guests, the folks that run Sid Sauce, that's the Evergreen Park couple growing peppers in their backyard, and then like friends and family's backyards, and then using the peppers to make delicious hot sauce, and it's really good. They're offering free delivery right now to all customers in this area. Hot sauce can speed up your metabolism, it contains beta carotene and antioxidants, and it's tasty on food. I swear by it, folks. Sid Sauce, check them out on Facebook right now. Just look up Sid Sauce. 
That's your Southside Pod Bulletin Board. If you have something for the Bulletin Board, reach out to us with a voicemail or message directly through southsidepod.com. I took Audrey driving on 294 for the first time. Oh boy, highway drive. Does she have her license now? She's getting it in a couple of weeks here. She's Three right at the end. What do kids need now? They And can you fake it? We're like, at the beginning of it now, Chris. Fake We're it. at the a beginning parent, now. A parent could fake it because they're basically saying you have to sign off on the hours. And I'm like, "All right. Well, I know you drive like there was a when she finally gave me the sheet, I'm like, you've driven more than that already with me. I know you have." So, I mean, but I mean, yeah, parent could fudge the numbers. Just kind of like that like when you would have reading contests in school, and right. if you had so I many read hours, seven books this week, right? And your parents sign it, you got a free ticket to Great America, yeah. like yeah. that, like that kind of thing, right? Okay. But there is a point where she has to go to a driving class, and she has to have six hours of simulator or street driving. She did two hours of simulator, and they said you don't need any more simulator, and they put her on the street. Nice. But they they don't take her on the highway for that. Like it, here's the thing. I don't think any driving school throws kids on the highway. Like none of these driving instructors well, yeah, want to die liability. on 294. Right. They don't want to do that. So the only way she's going to learn that is if I do it. So she did 294 north side to south side through that crazy construction that's down say, there that's, right now. That's impressive with yeah. all that's that like a messy gauntlet. construction. That's... Yeah. I mean, it was scary. There were a couple times she made little mistakes. I think there was one point where she's like, she's Going like northbound of the southbound well, lanes. I, she's, little mistakes. She started drifting. <laughs> I saw her. She started drifting and she was crossing the line. There was no car next to us. But if there had been one, that would have been an accident. And I go, what are you doing? She goes, I know, I know. I'm like, I know you know. If you know, I'm going like to die if you don't start figuring this out. So stay in the Like, highway driving was a little bit more intense. It was a lot of, I don't want to die. Start listening to your father kind of stuff, you know? And it's tough because you don't want to, like, make them, you don't want to make them upset. You want to rattle exactly them. the speed limit, which everyone else is doing 85. No, no, just no. passing her, I right? teach her, I, I, we've already had that conversation. You do your driving test, you do your driving test, and you do everything by the speed limit. Okay. You better be ready for it. And I, I will tell her every once in a while, I just want speed limit to see that she can maintain a speed. But then I'll sit there and say, you get 10 over on the highway or go with the flow of traffic on 294. Because I I, told, I don't want to go on out there and be in 50, no, it's more dangerous. 55 yeah. on 294. She's going to run over by one of these trucks. <laughs> right. You can't drive on Chicago expressways at the speed limit. You'll die. So when, when I was doing my driver's ed class in high school, we we had one mile. It was a horse and buggy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. We had we got one mile. They had to crank the car up in the front. Yeah. It, if you did it wrong, you gave yourself a little electrical shock right in the front of the Model T. Henry, Henry Ford was his driver instructor. So you're just starting to teach your guy. So yeah, he's he's in class right now, and he's doing. We're taking them out a little bit. We're starting with with mall parking lots. Uh, I would, you know, I went with uh, <laughs> that's worse than I, the expressway. Yeah, I, that's a <laughs> little frightening. early morning mall uh, parking right, mall right. parking lots. Why don't you just, there? just take them to the cemetery? That's and have where them drive that's around. where we're yeah. tra- we're trying to all the cemetery cemetery gives cemetery gives you intersections, and then I would tell her I don't care if there's a stop sign or not. Everything's a stop sign. Prove to me that you could stop before you go right. into well, the you intersection. Can't kill anyone yeah. there, right? Well, yeah. No, you, theoretically you can. <laughs> Every once in a while, somebody walks in front of you. Man, those the scariest thing about training your kid in a Southside cemetery is when you find somebody who uses the cemetery for either their power walking yeah, or their jogging, that. and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there aren't supposed to be living people here. I right. have a kid that doesn't even know how to control their car. Right, you're about to join your family. Right, right. Why did you choose this place as where you want to jog? Like, this is where you're going to die because... Half the kids in it. Like, I remember I would take her in a cemetery and there'd be seven other cars with seven yeah, other with dads other or moms sitting next to their idiot kids. And I'd be like, like that's what your biggest fear was, is that one idiot didn't know how to drive their car and the other one didn't. They both have a two-car exit in the cemetery going right. four miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. Like, that's what you were waiting for. <laughs>
<laughs> just bounce off each other. <laughs> like, never go jogging in a cemetery. It's just filled with, like, 15-year-olds learning how to drive and their stressed-out parents. It's a terrible idea. Thank you for listening to see what's happening on the Southside Pod. On the Southside Pod. Join us again and be sure to tell a friend about the Southside Pod. About the Southside Pod, all things about the neighborhood we live in, all things about the places that we go. It's the best side of Chicago, the Southside Pod. We're at the point in the mall parking lot where the mall security car comes around and waves when we're there because he knows we're there for it. He's not waving to say hi. No. He's waving so you see him and don't kill him. Yes. He's like, please. I'm right here. I have a family. He, he does drive away very fast after he sees us.